0: He's a former NFL lineman, an
1: undefeated pro wrestler, an MMA fighter, and an actor. His name name is Bill Goldberg. Goldberg, and this is Who's Next with Goldberg.
0: NFL fans, listen up. If you are headed to the game this weekend and you forgot something, that is a ticket, I got the place for you to go. Go to a place called SeatGeek. You can download their app today, and it's a really cool deal because my listeners, if you download that app, use promo code Goldberg in the app, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. I don't care what game you're going to this weekend, the best place to go to find tickets is SeatGeek. They pull in ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers, creating a one-stop shop for tickets. You see virtually every ticket option available for that game all on one page. They also got this thing called Deal Score. It ranks the tickets from 1 to 100 value score, plots the best deals on a color-coded interactive map. So you see the best seats available for that game all on one map. One of the best parts about SeatGeek is it doesn't take like four hours on their site to complete your purchase. Two quick taps, you're done. You're out of there. There's no faster way to buy tickets. You have got to download the SeatGeek app. Enter promo Goldberg. SeatGeek then pays you twenty bucks once you made your first SeatGeek purchase. That's the routine, ladies and gentlemen. And first and foremost, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a one hundred percent guarantee. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo Goldberg to get your $20 rebate today. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Who's Next with Goldberg. Uh, It is a a pleasure for me to have a returning guest this morning. Uh, Let's see here. He is from Hastings, Nebraska, born May 6, 1984. Six foot six, 300 pounds. Uh, Went to University of Nebraska. Drafted first in the 2007 NFL Draft. 13th pick by the St. Louis Rams. Well, we have that in common, except for I think I was drafted on the 13th day. He was the 13th pick. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, he went on to the uh, play at the Washington Redskins. He also had a uh, pretty cool radio show called Fourth and Pain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, your good buddy and mine, Adam Carricker. Adam, how you doing this morning, man?
1: I'm doing good. How about yourself?
0: Well, you know, it's early in the morning, and um, I was going to complain about having to juggle making coffee, getting set up for my podcast, and making breakfast for my little boy, trying to get him dressed and trying to get him out of the house to school. Then I asked you what you were doing this morning, and you uttered what? What are you doing this morning, Adam?
1: Uh, well, I got five kids under the age of six, so I just dropped my six-year-old off. Then, uh, I'm heading literally to the gym right now. Then I got two, uh, I got twins that are two months old, so my wife's watching them, and then I got to help her with our other two girls who are about two and four years old. So my wife is not boring whatsoever.
0: Dude, are you and Philip Rivers related?
1: Uh, not that I know of.
0: He's got, I think he's got like 14 kids over here. You're, you're catching up to him.
1: That's what happens when the women just can't keep their hands off you, you know?
0: Well that's what happens when you're the when you got the largest arms in on any D line, right? You know, the women just can't that's keep their hands off. That's what happens too, you. yeah, that helps. That definitely helps. You're hilarious, man. So so what's going on these days? How's the body doing? How's your mind doing?
1: Uh the body feels good. Uh I ended up having more surgeries than I would have liked on the right knee, but I got cleared a year ago. I went down to the Andrews Institute, spent about five months down there doing rehab. Healthy now. The mind is good, man. I mean, there's some some, uh, mind games that go on with the NFL. Uh, But at this point, man, I'm happy. I'm happy with what I did. I'm happy with what I've got to look forward to in life. So, body, mind, good.
0: That's awesome, man. People don't realize that we are human beings, too. No matter what position you're in, no matter what uh, business you're in, no matter what um, level you have attained success in, um, everybody has to deal with uh, sometimes being out of work, sometimes – having to move your family because of work. Um, The NFL is tough, man. I mean, I remember being there. Obviously, I wasn't the first-round draft pick, uh, pick number 13th by any stretch of imagination. I wasn't Adam Character with the largest uh, arms on the the D-line. But, you know, my career was cut short. That was a dream come true for me. I couldn't go back and play. Your career wasn't cut short by any stretch of imagination, but you kind of were put on hold because of your injury. And man, people don't understand what type of a not only physical uh letdown that is, but mental at the same time. I mean, it's it's pretty tough once you think you're invincible and then, you know, something's taken away from you and you you just can't uh can't go out there and perform the way you used to, man. So I can empathize with you as to what you are going through mentally because being away from the sport that you love so much sometimes can be extremely taxing. But then again you try to turn a positive into a negative and With those 43 kids of yours, at least you can spend a little bit more time at home.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's interesting because, and even people that are friends of mine, they just, it's hard to get it if you haven't walked a mile in our shoes, just like I can't always understand what's going on in their lives. They literally look at us as names on a video game, like you trade, you cut, and that's really all there is to it in their mind. It's that simple. They don't actually, you know, see it as human beings. But it's one of those things where it was tough it's really all I've ever known. My first memories are keyball, twin city league basketball and little league football. And that's all I've ever really known. So I'm making that transition. Um, I don't know. I think I'm doing all right. So I think it helps that uh, life's pretty awesome. You got to keep everything in perspective. I'm blessed with a great family. I look back on what I did and I'm proud of that. So I think that helps a lot. Well,
0: no question, man. I mean, you're, you're a heck of a guy. You're a heck of an athlete and you're a heck of a, of a family man, father and, and husband and, you understand There, there's just, there's a lot of people out there that just don't, they think we're void of emotion, void of, uh, of trials and tribulations. And, you know, everything's just peachy, peachy King every day, you know, on the, uh, quote unquote, uh, professional athlete or celebrity's life. You know, there's lots of things that we got to deal with at the same time. It's a testament to reinvention. You know, it's a, uh, a testament to the fact that you've got to every day wake up and understand that, uh, somebody could take uh, that career away from I me mean, you got to you got to be uh able to be flexible you got to do what you got to do to go out there and you got to uh reinvent yourself at times and i sure didn't wake up uh one day and say hey i want to put the wrestling tights on and go in the ring and you know try to earn some money as opposed to playing professional football now you on the other hand seem to be a guy after talking to you for a number of years after doing your radio show and after uh, kind of reading on Twitter what you you know what you like so much about professional wrestling, man, it seems as though that might have satiated your uh, desire to compete. If you would have uh, transitioned right into professional wrestling out of University of Nebraska,
1: yeah, I don't know if you know this. Uh, we haven't spoken in a while. Uh, WWE uh, actually, a guy reached out to me to do Tough Enough. They just had air last summer, and I hadn't. You know, officially walked away from football yet. So I said, "Thank you, but no, thank you. I gotta wait and see how football plays out." And so he got back to me a couple weeks later, and he said, "Hey, they—I did a little Skype interview, you know, whatnot for him." And they said they loved your interview and, and things of that nature. And they actually said, "Anytime you want to come down, we'd love to work with you. We'd love to have you as part of the WWE." So we'll see what happens there. Um, I just kind of officially, not too long ago, uh, kind of walked away from football. So we'll see. I need some time for the mind to officially clear completely, take a little break. I actually just went on vacation for the first time in three years. uh, So that was great. So we'll see what happens with wrestling. I got to see what happens with my 43 children as well.
0: Unbelievable, dude. Let me give you a piece of advice. Since you and I are friends, and I want you to prosper as much as humanly possible and make it the highest level of professional wrestling, just remember this. If you go up to the WWE, do not mention that you know me. Because it <laughs> because I think it will detract from your ability to succeed in the in the in the business of professional wrestling, especially up north. You know, as much as I love you and as much as I'd love to point you in the right direction, I don't think any association with me would help you at all up there. So yeah, man. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Now, I know you worked on your gimmick, dude. I mean, so are you just going to be the largest guy, uh, the largest arms on the D line? Is that going to be your gimmick, or what's going to be your gimmick if you ever transition into
1: it? Well, uh, well, real quickly, it was funny on the on the Skype interview. They asked me a bunch of questions, and one of the one of the questions was, "Who was your favorite wrestler growing up?" Or who's your favorite wrestler? And as you know, it's you. And I, I I pause and I go, "You know what?" Because Triple H gonna watch the video, so's Vince, and I know <laughs> you guys are all best friends. So, and I go, "You know what?" The guys watching this video might not like this, but the truth is the truth. This Goldberg. And they
0: sent it in that way. I love you. I I
1: guess it didn't deter him. So (laughs) I was like, I even paused. I go, the truth is what it is. It didn't deter him. So I must have done all right the rest of the interview.
0: That's a a man who knows a little bit about what goes on in the the back rooms of professional wrestling, man. But, you know, I greatly appreciate that, man. You could have uh, ended your your pursuit at uh, attaining success, the ultimate success in the wrestling world, by uttering my name and you had the guts to do it, man. I, I can't thank you enough for that. That's a true friend. I really appreciate that.
1: Hey, man. You know, the truth is what it is. And I don't I don't fully understand everything that goes on. I mean, I, I, I know you. I know some other wrestlers. I've gone backstage and met some people. But I don't truly understand. I guess, you know, maybe if I do get into it, maybe that'll be an Achilles heel for me. But uh, I just kind of am who I am. And that's kind of, you ask me about, you know, my, my gimmick or my character. That's kind of who I would be. I don't know about the name. I don't know about all the moves. I've never wrestled a lick in my life. Like, uh, I wrestle with my kids in the living room and they, and they lay the smack down on me. <laughs> yeah. So outside of that, they'd have to teach me everything. So I'm just kind of a straightforward. In your face, smash mouth kind. Of, that's how I played football. That's how I approached training. That's probably how I'd be in the wrestling ring. Just my personality. I honestly, a little bit similar to you, because that's how you were. So,
0: oh, you were a, you were a finesse guy. You just lined up and and hit the edge and got the quarterback. And with your 4.4 40 yard dash, you weren't a power guy. So I, I couldn't see you being that guy in the ring, dude. So here's the, here's the deal. Are you still? Uh, you know, I, you don't have the radio anymore. But are you still up on professional wrestling like nobody's business?
1: I I'm up on it in the fact that I watch Raw almost every week, um, but I'm not up on it like I was doing the show because obviously I had to talk about it a lot more. But I watch Raw every week, and I watch TNA probably every couple three weeks as well. So I, I I just watch it now.
0: Okay, dude, we're gonna this is this is a far departure from what I normally do by any stretch, but we're gonna give my listeners a little insight into your view of the state of professional wrestling right now, because I, Adam, have not seen the product in a number of years and I cannot pass judgment on it. And I know there are a number of people out uh, listening to my podcast that are wrestling fans. And so please encapsulate the uh, state of professional wrestling as it is right now.
1: What do you think? In my opinion, I mean, in in my opinion, it's all about trying to... It it doesn't appeal to a true wrestling fan. It doesn't appeal to a true... Like someone who grew up watching wrestling isn't going to be too entertained by this. A lot of it's recycled stuff, which happens in wrestling. It's going to happen, but it's almost a little too much. To me, they've gone with the PG era thing, and they've taken it. They're traded openly on the stock market you know, and things of that nature, so everything has to be just... I, I feel like everything is limited, They can't let guys just cut loose and go like they did in the Attitude Era. And it's all about just entertainment rather than wrestling. It's all about reaching the masses and as many people as you can rather than dominating the niche that that is pro wrestling. So to me, if you're a guy who grew up watching it or a guy who knows anything about the history of wrestling, it doesn't appeal anywhere near as much to you. But if you're just a casual fan who turns it on and looking for random entertainment, it'll appeal more to that person.
0: What do you think that is? You think it's because it's traded openly on the stock market now, publicly traded company?
1: Yeah, I remember when Batista first came back. I believe he came back what a year, two years ago, and Triple H even said, and there's probably part of what they were supposed to say, but Batista was frustrated because he couldn't do something. I forget what it was. It was a little edgy, and Triple H goes, "You know, we're we're a publicly traded company. Things are a little bit different now, at Batista." And I think there was a whole lot of truth to that. Not just so much part of what they were supposed to say in that particular segment.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I, I could totally understand that, and I could see how that would curb the entertainment value because if you're you're not able to push the envelope. I mean, like we push the envelope all the time back in the day. I mean, the product, like I say, I, I can't pass judgment on because I haven't seen it as of late. But you know, from everything that I hear, that's pretty much the case. I mean, it's 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 non-comparable. Um, how about as far as superstars these days? Who are the who are the guys on top? is it uh liking itself to back in the day at all
1: i mean I, I don't really think so seth rollins has been the champ since wrestlemania i mean he's getting some some push and flow and, and fans are digging him he's, he's good as a heel uh roman reigns kind of goes up and down a little bit i feel for the guy uh when i had him on on my old show fourth and pain he's an all acc defensive tackle from georgia tech so him and i chatted a lot about football um, it was funny when he came on the show, he goes, Adam character. I know you. And I didn't expect him to know me at all. But, you know, being a football guy, he you kn- you remembered who I was. Uh, he came out a year after I did. Um, you know, guys like Bray Wyatt, uh, I think it really would have been a lot better if they'd actually let him be the top guy instead of losing to Undertaker, losing to Cena, losing every time he faces a big guy. Uh, Rusev is coming up the ranks a little bit. I mean, as far as just a standout top guy, it's really Brock Lesnar. And then your next second-tier top guy is Cena, uh, with the U.S. Championship that he's you know had the Open Challenge every week for a few months. So, I mean, outside of those two guys, which they were the same guys back in 2002, 2003. Yeah, so they're just, trying to get just these new say, guys up, but they're just, kind of stuck.
0: Yeah, I so. was going to say what what's changed? It really doesn't sound like much changed. in that they're trying to trying to find another formula. It hasn't worked over the past number of years, so they're going with the same same kind of gig. But I don't know, man. When's the last time you went to a match?
1: The last time I went to a match was Raw in D.C. about it was the night before WrestleMania, uh, before uh, Cena and Rock, I believe, had their uh, I think their first match. This probably been about three years ago now. Well, do you miss it? Oh, I enjoy going, um, and I, I take I took my son to a couple of events. The issue is in D.C. I live so far from downtown D.C. It literally took me two hours to get down there. It wasn't worth it more than once in a while. And I just moved back to my home in in Colorado. And I think they actually come through the Pepsi Center once a year out here in Denver, so I'll try to catch it at least once a year, if not every other year, and take my kids. They'll have fun with that. There's, since the show is geared towards kids, so
0: yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time, man, and I, I just hope that they uh, do still fill that void of uh, you know entertainment for the for the kids. And I don't know, man. Like I said, I can't pass judgment on it. Don't watch it, but hey, at the end of the day, if it uh, if st- people still enjoy it, man, then and I'm a I'm a big fan. I don't know. Did there was did that sound condescending at all? I mean, I can't even I can't even fake that. I don't know what I'm talking
1: about. No, not at all. Uh, and in uh, and in all honesty, I think the biggest. I still watch it. I fast like I watch it on my DVR, so I end up fast forwarding through a, probably about at least two thirds of the show because it's three hours long and only about an hour of it's really entertaining entertaining to me. Um, but to me, the biggest issue is just. It's a PG, and then also a lot of the main major matches right now. We just had Big Show and Lesnar. That happened in 02. We just had Undertaker-Lesnar, going to have it again at Hell in a Cell. That happened in 02. Cena-Lesnar. It's like they're redoing the same matches, but they can get away with it because it was so long ago. So, I don't know. They just need to update it and make it a little more edgy. Please, just a little.
0: Okay, everybody everybody out there, hear that. WWE, I know you listen to my show each and every week, uh, just to make sure that I'm not saying anything, you know, that's bad. So, if you hear that, then listen to Adam. Uh, the wrestling business will go in a, a much better direction if you listen to the people who really, uh, who really love it and live for it, man, live for it. So, tell me a normal day in the life of Adam. You told me the beginning of it, which I'm amazed with, and if if the rest of it is anything like the beginning. You're my idol, dude.
1: <laughs> uh, well, actually, I'm just kind of getting started in this new routine because I just got back from vacation, which was kind of me saying, hey, I'm done with football. I'm going to take a little break. Uh, so I'm just kind of getting into this routine. But before I went on vacation, because I know that routine a lot better, I'm just figuring this one out. I would get up, take my son to school. I'd help with the four, two, the two twins, the two other girls. Then I would go to, and it's not a rehab anymore because I'm clear, but a bunch of pre So whether it's a foam roller, whether it's getting dry needles and things of that nature, uh, getting on the bike, it would usually take about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. I drive to a field that I found here, which is amazingly nice. Uh, I don't live in the biggest town. I was surprised. It's astroturf and every, or uh, field turf and everything. Go run at the field. That probably takes, by the time I warm up and whatnot, 45 minutes. Drive to Gold's Gym probably takes another 20 minutes to get there. Uh, then I'd probably lift for about an hour and a half, come home, either do game ready, do a compression sleeve, you know, whatever I need to do. Usually by then, the kids' naps are over, it's like one or two, and then I got the kids, and then I'm getting my son, and I'm playing with them the rest of the day. So it was, it was a pretty pretty busy day.
0: You got the life, man. That's pretty awesome. That's really cool. I mean, people would kill to be able to have that much time to be able to spend them with their family. That That's an awesome thing. That really is Um I very much value that opportunity. I mean, fortunately, with our schedules uh, and the things that we do, um, it it, it does give you a little bit more time with the family. And that's important time, man. I mean, it really is, especially in this day and age when I would say that there are uh, more than a handful of irresponsible parents out there raising their young and uh, turning them into the uh, monsters of society But, uh, you know, we got to be as responsible as possible. and You know, as much time as you can spend with your kid, that's quality time, man. And uh, I'm very appreciative that you are able to get that time, man, because I know being on the road, uh, playing football, playing in the NFL and doing all the things that you have to do, you don't get as much time as people think. But, uh, you know, take it for what it's worth right now, dude, because you could be picked up tomorrow and be gone and be back on that schedule. So, Always understand that you know that.
1: No, I, I completely agree, and it's interesting with every kid I've had. I think to the first, I was like my first my son. I was like, oh my God, can I just get some sleep? You know, and I don't feel like I appreciated as much as I should and enjoyed his baby stage. And I feel like with each kid, even though you're not getting sleep as much as you as you normally do, especially with twins, I feel like I appreciate each kid in each kid's baby stage and their toddler stage and getting into the six, seven-year-old stage now more than I originally did. It's almost like I've grown and matured rather than being so much, you know, about me and my schedule. So I feel like that's something that, uh, You know this this schedule I have now really allows me to enjoy my kids more, and it's something I've learned to appreciate.
0: Well, it sounds it's kind of like Groundhog Day. It's kind of like practice makes perfect. I mean, you know, if you keep popping them out, man,
1: you're gonna get you're gonna be an (laughs)
0: expert at it here. You know, are you just trying to be a perfectionist? Is that what it is? I mean,
1: you know what? When my wife, when my wife and I were talking about getting, you know, when we got married, we were talking about kids. I was like two to four. I'm good with two to four. You know, I want at least two, and a maximum of four. Ideally, so we had to, and we were discussing three. She goes, "You want to have three? We were discussing it, and all of a sudden, she, you know, I'm pregnant. So that discussion's over. I guess we're having three. And then after Trinity, our third, she was about a year, and then she got she got baby fever like crazy. She's like, "I don't want to have three close, and then another one way down the road. I want them to be all close." Oh my god! But I made her wait about it. oh man, yeah. I was I was fighting the battle, and and I was fighting with with you know against a warrior. because She wanted to win this battle, so I put her off for about six months. I'm like, I need a little bit of a, a time here. Like we're down at Andrew's, Andrews I'm rehabbing twice a day. You know, give me six months. So after about six months, she she came back. It was like literally six months to the day. All right, it's been six months. I was like, okay, man of my word, you know. So about <laughs> about a year later, um, it took us a little while, but about a year later. So we got to practice a lot. So that was fun. <laughs> but about a year later, she uh, she says I'm pregnant. So we go to the uh, ultrasound. Uh, about a couple weeks later, we're sitting there, and I'm not. I've done this a million times. Been to a million ultrasounds. Not expecting anything. Not. A, I'm paying attention, but you know I've heard this spiel before. So all of a sudden, the lady goes, "You're having twins," and I don't remember my reaction. But that's because you
0: told, That's because you passed out oh. and you hit your head on the floor when you. Oh.
1: Oh, man. So we're walking out after, after the ultrasound. She goes, why, why did you say that? And I don't know what she's talking about. So I asked her, and she goes, you went, what? <laughs> and stared at the ultrasound lady for like 10 straight seconds. I was like, I don't remember any of that. I was not prepared for twins. Uh, but anyways, um, it, it took me a while to get used to the idea of having twins and five kids. But I'll be honest, uh, they keep us very busy but it, it's pretty cool holding two little babies, like one on the one arm and one on the other arm. And just, they're kind of looking at you, staring at you, even feeding them. It's just cool, man. It, it's a rare experience that most people don't get to have. So I find it very uh, much a blessing,
0: man. It, it really is. It's one of those things where you really can't, um, explain to somebody what it's like having a kid until you have one. Um, it's a surreal experience. I mean, every facet of it, every phase of it. I mean, I, I've i only got one. I He's nine. Um, thank God I got my beautiful wife, who's the responsible one in the crew. Or I don't know. She'd be raising two kids right now. But <laughs> How's he doing? He's doing awesome, man. It's the coolest thing in the world. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, he's my little buddy. He's my best friend we 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 do as much stuff as we can together you can never do enough um but it's it's the coolest thing ever man i mean it really is i uh i'm very fortunate i'm in a position to where i i do have a little bit of time and i can spend it with them and and have those experiences man and uh not push him off to a video game or not push him off to a babysitter and um be able to actively um grow up with him it's just it's one of the coolest things in the world man it really is actually it is the coolest thing in the world what am i talking about so i like to think that i've done one or two things and um i i, I just you, you can't explain it um it's like playing playing football man you uh you don't understand it until you actually have done it and let's talk a little bit about football bro i mean how much on sunday
1: mornings do you miss it right now
0: because I still do.
1: It's an interesting feeling. Um, I'll, I'll always turn on the Fox pre-show with, with Bradshaw and Howie Long and all those guys and um, just kind of watch it and have it on in the background. I'm getting more and more used to it, I guess. It's been a couple years since i played now. But I don't know. I've always enjoyed watching college football a little bit more. Uh, to me, in college, if you, if you lose a game, you can be out of the title picture. Obviously, in the NFL, you can lose six, seven, or eight, or nine. So it's a weird feeling. I have the games on. I don't really sit down and watch them, per se. Um, sometimes I enjoy watching them more than others. Um, sometimes I get conflicted from it. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. you know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to see it. So it, it just depends. Uh, I definitely miss it, though.
0: You know, the only thing that over the years has really got me back into watching pro football is FanDuel, one of my sponsors, man. I mean... It's it's pretty addicting, I got to tell you. It's hilarious. Gage and I watch the games with a, a totally different intent these days because, you know, I, I really didn't sit down and watch pro football by any stretch of the imagination because you and I have had this conversation before. You know, the passion uh, in college football it can't be rivaled by any stretch of the imagination. There's so many things that go on you know, in the locker rooms of the NFL that I'm not a big fan of. There's so many things that go on back, back, you know, in the back that not the general public doesn't get uh, privy to, but um, the passion of college football, man, I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of it. Who does, uh, who's Nebraska got coming up next couple of weeks?
1: Uh, they have Northwestern and then I believe Michigan state. So that'll be a big game. Nebraska's having a rough year, man. Roughest year we've had in a while so far, but uh Hopefully they they bounce back against Minnesota. Hopefully they uh, get on a little bit of a roll. Georgia started hot, but then I guess they've dropped a couple of games recently too. Yeah,
0: man, I don't even know where to go with Georgia. It's it's been kind of the same thing over the past years. Again, I got to say it. I love I love Rick, um, Coach Rick. As a human being, is awesome. Um, as a coach, he he's a great coach. But from a defensive perspective, which I'm an old meathead. Nose guard, bang your head against the wall. Um, I'm just never going to be happy until we got that ferocious defense anymore. I'm I'm really not. And this day and age of putting as many points on the board as humanly possible and not caring how many points people score on you, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I don't know. Once Georgia brings their defense back and that's what they're known for, then I think I'll be a fan again. I mean, once a dog, always a dog. I'll always be pulling for those guys. But it's been tough, you know, you losing your – uh you know a, a highly touted Heisman trophy uh, candidate you know first first play of that game a couple weeks ago man i mean it was tough it's tough but they persevere and uh we'll see what happens man it's a long season and
1: they'll do well i don't know
0: maybe maybe we'll meet you guys in another bowl game again
1: yeah, I feel like we've become bowl game rivals. We're one and one against each other. A couple of good games, so that, that'd be cool with me. We could talk some more trash on Twitter during the game. That's always fun.
0: <laughs> exactly, man. We, we we need a tiebreaker for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the the drama and the the soap opera that is the Washington Redskins. I don't even know where to begin with you, dude. I mean, I really don't even know where to begin. But I will tell you this. Whether it's my relationship with Hazlitt, and I really didn't talk to Hazlitt too much when he was up there um you know that um whether it was my relationship with you or whether and, and I want to touch on this it's my relationship with with r g three um never talked to him on the phone, really man I mean i've been social media friends um you helped hook me up uh with the, some autograph stuff from from him and to my boy, and what the F, man, I don't understand what is going on up with the Redskins these past number of years. I mean, from the outside looking in, I mean, I I totally get it. There are things that that contribute to certain decisions. I mean, whether it's the owner, whether it's the coach, or whether it's this drama with RG3. From my side, he's done nothing but been, you know, a wonderful, wonderful uh, guy to me and my son. Um, big fan of his athletic ability. Uh, I'm a big fan of what he had to say back in the day. You don't hear too much from him anymore because people just want to put him down. But uh, is it that bad there? I mean, is it that much of, of a of a soap opera, or or are people just making a mountain out of a molehill?
1: It's a it, it is a bit soap opera ish, and I think it started and uh, i mean i've spoken with snyder a few times i have i've never spoken with him at great length uh, but it, i think it started with with him running the football operations back when he started the team And i mean the guy knows how to make money but as far as being a, a football guy it's not really his strength so the team struggled for a little while and then he brought in shanahan and gave him football operations and it was right after they signed albert hainsworth and that's when kind of the drama just went through the roof you know albert believed one thing, and he's a stubborn guy, and Shanahan believed one thing, and he's a stubborn guy, and they never could come together. I sat right next to him for an entire season in meeting rooms, and it was just like it was drama day in and day out. And once they got rid of Albert, it, it was kind of like, okay, the drama's gone. The guy can play ball when he wants to, but the drama's gone. And then Robert comes in, blows up his, his rookie year. We win the division title, get in the playoffs, home field advantage, things are going great. And then, you know, he gets hurt in the game. And that's when things kind of went to another level. Was it Shanahan's fault? Should Robert have not gone in? And then Shanahan, he almost overprotected him. And I'm not going to say he was at fault for doing it, because he got tore up by the media for putting Robert back in the game. So if I'm him, I thought I would do the same thing. And then Robert comes out, he struggles, he doesn't play well. And Shanahan, you know, he believes what he believes, and he's a strong-headed guy, and Robert's the same way. I mean, Albert, Robert, and Shanahan are three of these most strong willed individuals I've ever seen in my life. And so they butt ahead. Shanahan ends up getting fired at the end of the year. A lot of people attribute that, that to Robert. That may or may not be the case. And then Gruden comes in, and it, it just hasn't gone well with Gruden and Robert. They just haven't gotten along. Uh, Robert hasn't played well, to be honest with you, uh, ever since his injury. He struggled. So I don't know if he's still adapting. Um He doesn't quite have the burst he used to, which was world-class. He's still pretty frickin' fast, so I think he's still learning how to play with that. But then I think it's just kind of like guys not seeing eye-to-eye. And I don't know that it's like the wrestling world where there's you know, all that backstabbing that I don't completely understand from what I've been told of, but I know there is a little bit of politicking in the NFL, not as much, and I just think it's a thing where egos have gotten in the way. Guys don't want to listen, and Robert's time in D.C unless he gets one more chance this year cuz cousins isn't playing great and he comes in and plays well other than that his his time in DC might just be done
0: yeah i mean i don't i don't even know where to begin with it like i said i mean i'm a big fan i greatly appreciate his athletic ability what he's done for me and my son he's a you know very good role model man and he's very nice but god the drama with the we see man is just it's unbelievable. And I can only imagine what goes on there. I mean, I played on a team with Andre Risen, Chris Dolman, uh, you know, Dion Sanders. Uh so I mean there was there was some drama back in the day at the Atlanta Falcons, you know, having Glanville as the coach. But I, I I just don't I don't understand it, man. I really don't. There's so much finger pointing going on. At the end of the day you wanna you know, it's a it's a common goal to get as many wins as humanly possible, you know, get through the season safe you know, healthy, but man, it's like 50 different people are pulling it 50 different ways, man, going down the road. I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, it looks like just a toxic situation. It's weird because I kind of liken how Roberts, I'm not, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know him well enough to really uh, put us on a parallel, but I liken his situation up there to kind of when I was sitting with WWE, it's like, you know, I mean, I deserve to be here, and but we don't really see eye to eye. Uh, it's v- just a very uncomfortable situation, man. Just really uncomfortable. So I can, I can empathize, but I I just don't I don't get something, man. I mean, I don't get it, man.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, I think that ultimately, it, it needs to just come back to like what Triple H says for WWE: what's best for business. That's his new mantra. I know you haven't watched it in a while, but that's what he said for about the past year: what's best for business. It needs to be. You know, in DC, what's best for the football team? What's going to get us the win? And I think there's just so much outside stuff, and people are aware of that, and people feed into it now. Like, if some of this stuff happened on another team, it probably wouldn't be as big a deal. But it's almost like the Redskins have a target. Let's attack them now. And so it's been amplified that much more.
0: I don't get it. People waste their time doing too many, too many stupid things. But oh, well, man. Oh, well. Well, you know what, Adam? It's been an honor and a privilege to have you on. Getting to talk to you, especially a couple of days after vacation. I know I got the best Adam character out there. You please give a hug to your wonderful family and thank them very much for uh, giving you to uh, Who's Next with Goldberg this morning. And Next time we do an interview, man, um, I'm going to set the time a little bit later because I got woken up by my puppy this morning at about 4 o'clock and then my son shortly thereafter and so i was trying to catch a little shut-eye but i'm not going to complain because i don't have 43 kids
1: like adam carriker (laughs) (laughs) who knows i might have 53 pretty soon you never know
0: i know man i better get you back on the show before you 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 jump another 10 on us but um it's an honor and a privilege to have you on brother i appreciate it greatly and uh anytime you want to be a guest please jump on the show again and uh and be good man get your ass back out on that uh that football field man cuz uh we love to watch the the guy with the largest arms on the D line run down and uh terrorize quarterbacks so it's an honor and a privilege brother
1: I appreciate it thanks for having me and anytime you want to have me just hit me up i'll be right on
0: you got it brother love to the family man we will be talking to Adam Carricker on the uh on a, on a future edition of who's next with goldberg but Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. And, Adam, you be good, my friend. Have a great day, and uh, we will talk soon. All right, you too. Thanks for having me. Okay, buddy boy. Be good. This has been Who's Next with Goldberg. Check out other great podcasts from Sports USA like Snake Stakes with Jake Plummer at SportsUSAMedia.com.